Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. You know, there's a lot of noise about what's happening in our city. You see it in the headlines, often in the right-wing media. They love to talk about San Francisco, don't they? You see it on social media. You see one video take off as if it's telling the whole truth about who we are. I know it's challenging with all that noise to really understand what's happening. It's easy to fixate on the problems. And to be clear, I'm definitely focused on the problems. But today, I really want to talk about what's possible. That's the mayor of San Francisco saying that I'm guilty of spreading lies about what's going on in San Francisco because I notice crime rates are going up, and that's nothing more than right-wing noise. Where's my bourbon? Where one, uh, one should only start drinking at moments like this. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Great to be with you. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. That is uh, the, the, the number. That's uh, how you get to be a part of the show. How about the fact that I talk about crime rates uh, in my beloved Indianapolis? How about I talk about uh, the crime of Minneapolis? How about I talk about uh, those places in New York and San Francisco and Los Angeles and what I've seen with my own eyes of people walking into stores, grabbing things, and then running out. And now they don't even run. They just walk behind the counter. They take all the medicines or all the this, that, or the other they want. No one's going to stop them. And if you try and stop them, they get angry with you. How dare you try and stop me? Don't you know I'm allowed to take these things? You think it's right-wing noise? You've just proven once again, once again, why you are not worthy of, of this job. You're not worthy of, of the people of San Francisco. But if San Francisco wants to keep voting for you, if San Francisco wants to keep suffering, well then, fine by me. Let them suffer. The problem is not everybody in San Francisco agrees, and there are people saying, what's going on here? You think the people in San Francisco who every night before they go to bed, they open up their trunks of their cars, leaving them open so people don't break in? See, we've got nothing in here. You think those people think it's just noise? A guy like me is sharing the problems with your city because your district attorney, because your policies don't actually prevent crime? In Indianapolis, we have a prosecutor, Ryan Mears, who isn't doing enough to prosecute those crimes. We've got a mayor, Joe Hogsett, who won't even discuss what the crimes are. We have a city-county council, 25 seats, 20 of them controlled by Democrats, who refuse to take a look at the problems of this city. But they'll all tell you how important it is to bring in good union construction jobs. Right-wing noise? Get the hell out of here. You mean honest conversation. That's what you call right-wing noise. Anything you don't like, you call right-wing noise. Oh, don't worry. I have a governor in Indiana who feels the same way. He's also wrong. You mean honest conversation. This is what you don't want. This is what makes you angry. You want to focus on what the city is doing right? In Indianapolis, Indiana... One of the first things this mayor did 
who, who won uh, the election because the Republicans didn't really run anybody against him, and won re-election because Republicans uh, ran, uh, I mean, you, it was state uh, senator, should have been a good candidate, ran the worst race I have ever witnessed in my entire life, and the, the, the state Republican Party gave no help. You want to talk about why I call Republicans the party of stupid. They gave no help. Indianapolis is the capital of Indiana. They gave no help. They didn't care. They don't care that the city is absolutely running to the dirt. They don't care that a city that is the most brilliant convention city in the United States. It is, guys. It is the most brilliant convention city in the United States. But we've got way too many empty storefronts. It took for forever to repair from the damage of just two days of rioting. Two nights of rioting where banks were set on fire and the police were told to stand down. And if the mayor's office would like to refute that, I'm only going to allow it on air. You told the police to stand down. Admit it. Say the words. And then answer this question. God, I didn't mean to get on a tear here, guys. But, but, but so it goes. Where was the mayor of Indianapolis during those two nights of riots? You know what we were told? He was at home. What kind of setup did he have? How many computer screens, how many televisions were going at, at the time? How many phone calls were made to the chief of police, Randall Taylor, about where to put officers? How many calls were made to the governor's office about the possibility of National Guard help? Was the National Guard actually activated and available? Governor Eric Holcomb, where was the National Guard while the city of Indianapolis was having banks set on fire and businesses destroyed? I have video the day after with, what is it, 300,000 views by now of people watching the destruction that took place in this city. And what did the city do in response? They engaged a $1 million ad buy to the rest of the state saying, hey, come to Indianapolis. Everything's just great. Indianapolis. Why, it's just fine, I do tell you. Yeah, sure, we've got some broken glass. But who doesn't have broken glass? Am I right? Indianapolis. What a finer place you'll never see. Indianapolis. Graffiti? Eh, it's a little bit of character. Broken glass? That's a job opportunity for somebody else. All the businesses that are leaving never to return to downtown? Well, that's just part of our open spaces program. We're creating more open spaces in every office building we can possibly find. Indianapolis. We're trying to be San Francisco. We just don't have pretty bridges. That's what they did. That's what my beloved city did. I shouldn't... Notice that? According to the mayor of San Francisco? I, I think I'll notice that. I think I'll notice when Pete Buttigieg, you talk about another failed mayor from Indiana, when Pete Buttigieg goes on with the guys over there at Yahoo Finance and talks about a supply chain and... Uh... You mentioned gas prices briefly and they continue to soar across this country. Uh, you know... Can the public transportation system, as it's situated today, can it handle a potential influx of people that just can't afford to drive to work anymore? Talk to us about some of the investments you have started to make in infrastructure here uh, from the public transport side. 
Well, we do have a lot of capacity in public transit, uh, and that's something that uh, you know I, I hope becomes a, uh, a means of choice uh, alongside driving, that people have good options and good affordable options to get to where they need to be. Uh, look, we, we need to make sure that there is less pressure on family budgets from transportation, which is often the second biggest budget item after housing itself. One of the tools that, that, that we have in our toolkit to do that is to make sure there's access to excellent public transportation How incredibly regressive from a guy who claims to be progressive. Reliance on public transportation is a reliance on government. A reliance on government involves them deciding where you go and when you go. A reliance on government when it comes to transportation is to lessen your opportunity to move freely about your country. is to take away your ability to choose your own course. The idea that we are installing these ridiculous electric bus lines in Indianapolis, we have something called the red line. Uh, and if you don't know what the red line is, uh, take, a, take a giant piece of crap and, 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 and now put a bus on it. That's, producer Ari, can I get a ruling on that? Uh, a little graphic for my taste, but sure. It is garbage. Garbage. They did this in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And it was they were going to get these electric buses. The electric buses come from China. Of course they do. BYD is the name of the bus company. Build your dreams. And they did this in Albuquerque, New Mexico. At charging stations and the buses would be electric. And, oh, it's going to really help move people around. The buses didn't work. Because they're from China, the buses were absolute garbage because China can't actually build anything. They can steal. They can't build. They can't create on their own. They don't have any capacity to do it. Communists cannot create. They can only steal. But they also found that the battery can't hold its charge in Albuquerque, New Mexico, because it gets too cold. Now, I may have mentioned that I'm in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I'm talking about it being too cold in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Not a guy who often takes a look at temperatures around the country, but I'm here to tell you uh, it is on average warmer in Albuquerque than it is in Indianapolis. And they built it anyway, and they had the same exact problem, and now they moved to diesel buses. So the thing that they promised, the electric bus is us, the wave of the future, don't you know? They couldn't even do. Never mind the fact that they took up lanes and lanes of traffic. Businesses went out of business because of this. And they don't care. They're now doing two more. And let me be clear that it was President Trump uh, and his administration that allowed more money for this. Totally wrong. Absolutely wrong. But no one told him. He probably didn't even know it was in there. doesn't matter. His fault. He was wrong. I would tell him nose to nose that he's wrong. What do I care? He is wrong. And when he's wrong, you say so. That's how you handle these things. Remember, uh, he, he was president at the time, just an elected official. You do the job I tell you to do. If not, I vote for somebody else. That's the way it works. I believe this of all politicians. But we think that the answer, we think the answer to rising crime is to not pay attention to those people talking about it because it's just right-wing noise. And we think the answer to rising gas prices is a reliance on government. And these people get elected. The ignorance, the hate, the horror that they are. Is anybody going to note that Pete Buttigieg is not a bright guy? Oh, Tony, he's a Rhodes Scholar. Oh, Tony, he can speak languages. Oh, 
can we at least be clear that he's not a bright guy when it comes to transportation? They didn't know how to run a city? That South Bend was not better off because of him? That his meteoric rise in politics has nothing to do with an ability to get things done? They are actually in an inverse proportion? He's a jerk. He doesn't have to be. But what an an unbelievable amount of arrogance to say, yes, we have rising gas prices, and that's why you should take the bus. That's an ignorant position. That is a hateful position from the Secretary of Transportation. I don't don't know why I, I, I would ever expect anything else from him. I mean, that's who he is. Just like it's an absolutely hateful position from the mayor of San Francisco to notice, to notice the rise in crime. Well, that right there, that's just a... That's just right-wing noise. What if I notice inflation and that it's a problem, like uh, Senator Joe Manchin has? But the inflation is what's killing all of us. I can tell you inflation is hurting every West Virginian and everybody that goes to the store or drives to work or whatever and seeing it directly affecting their decisions they're making and how they're providing for their family. Inflation is the one killer. It is a tax. Inflation is a tax no matter how you look at it. And you've got to get your financial house in order. You've got to have a tax code that works. You've got to fight the high cost of prescription drugs. And we've got to also, we can walk and chew with our climate positions in our country by basically making sure that we're energy independent, we have the cleanest fossil fuels, we produce them clean anybody, and also we have the ability to invest in the new technology and the cleaner technology that we need for a better climate. We can do it all. Now, I got to tell you, if um, he's referring to the idea of more government investment a la Solyndra, I'm out. You want to talk about uh, incentivizing private companies to engage in that. You can tell me you oppose subsidies, and I'll be fine with that, but we should oppose subsidies all the way around. But I'll stick with the first part of his conversation. Inflation is a tax, no matter how you look at it. Inflation is a tax. Of course it is. Undeniable. Inflation is a tax. Or, or is talking about that also right-wing uh, noise and, and something that, you know, can be solved with more buses. It's embarrassing the way these people treat the citizens. The way they talk down to them. The way they belittle them. It's, it's gross. I'm Tony Katz. Brittany Griner is still in jail in Russia. And according to sources, she's she's facing 10 years in prison. Because the WNBA star who, who plays in Russia, because they can make a lot of money uh, over there, she got arrested coming back to the U.S. Vape cartridges that had, uh, what was it? It was hemp oil? It was... I forget, there's a name for it. Hashish oil, I think is what they referred to it as. I thought there was a different name for it. I think it was hashish oil. And so she's in jail. What I find very interesting about this is that there is no 
public commentary nor outrage about this. This is Russia. I don't trust Russia worth a good holy you-know-what. Why would I? But there's not a single bit of public outcry about this story. She's a two-time Olympian. She's a WNBA champion. Now, if she had this stuff on her, she ain't smart at all. But let's save that for for, for a, a later moment. They've got an American. A high-profile American, or higher profile than me, and nothing? Really and truly nothing. I, I am shocked by this. Maybe everyone's focused on the fact that Colorado State has beaten Michigan right now 38-31. to The dance has started. Uh, that's, uh, right, let me see what other updates I can give you. You got Providence right now with a 31-23 lead over South Dakota State. And then also playing today, you got Boise against Memphis, uh, Boise State against Memphis. Baylor is going to take on Norfolk. That's today. Uh, Tennessee against Longwood. Iowa against Richmond. And Gonzaga against Georgia. Just some of the games that are taking uh, place uh, today. This is really uh, going to take up more of the time, more of the, 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 the space than an American NBA player? All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to let the NBA figure this one out. I'm going to let the NBA explain how they're not talking out about this. I find that just stunning. Also, in a, in a follow-up sports story, um, the Browns were looking at Deshaun Watson. Uh, Houston Texans, who uh, was found to not be charged. He wasn't going to be charged on a series of of claims of, of sexual impropriety. And all of a sudden, his stock uh, went up huge. I mean, a lot of allegations here. And a lot of teams were interested. And supposedly the Browns were interested. And the Texans said, okay, you, you can speak to him. Baker Mayfield is like, hey, Cleveland, it's been fun. Thanks. And they're like, oh, my gosh, is this a done deal? He's out. And now uh, we're hearing that the Browns are no longer in this. So you've got the Saints, the Panthers, and the Falcons as places, uh, I guess, uh, NFC South. He, he can only go to the NFC South is, is, is what he can do. I don't know what happened. But now when you see this statement from Baker Mayfield, like, hey, I just want to thank you, Cleveland. You guys have been great to me. I really do appreciate you. I just wanted you to know that. Um, The Browns will be like, hey, uh, Baker, uh, suit up. It's going to be very interesting how these quarterbacks move. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. The Labrador Retriever. Still the number one dog breed in the United States. And a fight going on in my house about whether we should get a dog or a cat. I don't know if you have these kinds of fights in your home. I I get you. First world problems. But still a fight nonetheless. Tony Katz. 
Tony Katz today. It is so good to be with you. 833, got Tony. What's up? What's going on? Give me a call. 833-468-8669. That's uh, the the number. Um, So it's the American Kennel Club came out with its rankings. Um, 800,000 purebred puppies and and other dogs joined uh, the canine registry last year. 197 recognized breeds. Um, the, uh, the, uh, Labrador Retriever is the number one breed 31 years in a row. But having family members who are allergic, uh, we do not have a Labrador Retriever. And this is what makes it even stranger when we're talking about getting a cat. Now you could say to me, Tony, you, you, there's a difference between a dog and a cat. I mean, there's, there's this massive, massive chasm of difference between a dog and a cat and then of course the differences are described by people who are dog people and cat people dogs are they're 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 cuddly and they'll, they'll be on your lap and oh they're so much fun you can play with them and cats well well cats are just are just evil and looking for a way to kill you in your sleep and then the cat people are like oh cats are the best they just hang out they they just want you to look at them every now and again. You know, sure they can they can be weird every and once in a while and like be like super demanding. But in in you know that's just like at, at the moment. But in the main, you know you know you don't have to clean up after them. Anything else? Dogs? Oh my gosh! Does do you own the dog or does the dog own you? Am I right or am I right or am I right? I am in the latter camp. I am in the latter. Whenever I see somebody walking their dog when it's sixteen degrees out, I say. That's not for me. Whenever I see somebody, a grown man or woman, walking their dog and then putting a plastic bag on their hand so they can pick up what the dog has done, I say, that's not for me. I want absolutely no part of that. That sucks. And I am not convinced by any of the dog people who talk about how much they love their dog, that it's actually worth it. I'm not anti-dog. I want to be clear. I am neither anti-dog nor anti-pet. I am anti-me having to clean up after a dog. Vehemently opposed to it. And now I'm getting texts from people that so-and-so is looking uh, to, to get rid of their cat. Now you want to give me somebody else's discarded cat. I can't, can't even go about getting my own cat? My, my wife and my kids went to a cat cafe. Producer Ari, do you know what this is? I do. Okay. Have you ever been to one? I have not. Okay. Let me. I I I could not go uh, because I I had I had some work to do and also I, I value my time way too much. Uh, it, it it is it is a cafe and supposedly it's a very very cool spot. Uh, and 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 you go and you can get like you can get like a coffee, you can get a coffee and and or or maybe 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 a lemonade. You can get a coffee or you can get a lemonade. And then and then what happens is is that you walk into another room. Boop, you go around the corner. Boop, like that's how you go around the corner, and um. And you, uh, there are a bunch of cats just hanging out. Just hanging out, a bunch of cats hanging out. And I'll go, look at that, a bunch of cats. Bunch of cats right there. That's, uh, that's very cool. And, uh, they'll like come up to you. Or they won't. Maybe they won't come up to you at all. And the next thing you know, uh, you're like, oh, this is fun. It's just laying on your lap, just hanging out with you. 
I don't know why I'm supposed to like that. I don't know why that's something that I'm supposed to be, you know, really, truly uh, interested in. But they're out there. They're out there, and that's how you're supposed to enjoy it. And they came back from this experience. My wife and, and my oldest saying, we're getting a cat. And, and, and my youngest, who was allergic, said, no. And my wife said, I'm allergic, too, and I want a cat. And, and, and uh, my youngest said, only if we can name it Flurkin. Now, Flurkin is from uh, the movie, uh, the Marvel movie, Captain Marvel. I forget what the name of that movie is. Is it Captain Marvel? Yes. Okay. And it was this, it's, this, it's this thing that I, I guess is, a, is some kind of alien thing that looks like a cat. And, and then they're like, no, you can't name it Flurkin. And so the youngest is like, well, we're not getting a cat. And this is what's happening in my life. So if you have um, any recommendation to a, a, a cat or, or, or not a cat, I just know that dog is right out. Dog is absolutely positively right out. So uh, I'd take your help. I'd greatly appreciate it. Over in the world of Ukraine, I'm not, I'm not discussing Ukraine story right now. I have no idea where they are in the so-called peace process. I know that Molotov cocktails have uh, featured very, very, very strongly in their defense that they have used Molotov cocktails to be able to take on the Russian military. It's been quite incredible. And a lot of this is because the Russian military is really, really bad. I mean really bad. They have not been able to fight at all because they are poorly uh, led, they are uh, poorly organized, and their their entire uh, the, the soldiers the morale is awful. They they don't feel like they they're you know doing something that provides them any value whatsoever. They don't even understand why they're there, and they have been thwarted by Molotov cocktails. That's pretty incredible. Well, there is a knockoff Lego brand called Citizen Brick. I have never heard of Citizen Brick a day in my life, but I know that there are definitely knockoff brands of of, of Legos. They created a limited edition toy. It's President Zelensky in Lego form and Lego Molotov cocktails. It's a green bottle with a blue and white a blue and yellow stripe to be the flag of Ukraine and then there are flames on top of it. That you you know you could you can add you can take them off you could do whatever. This is a real thing. Raised $16,000 in over 24 hours, just over 24 hours for a group called Direct Relief that helps people in crisis around the world. I don't know anything about direct relief. Please do your own research before giving anything to them. According to Direct Relief, they say they've delivered over $26 million in aid to Ukraine over the past six months. I mean, the, the organization clearly has been around, I think, since 1948. That's crazy. 
But it, it does go to show that there are... The, the, the fighting back is extremely important. And what we're seeing from, from the Ukrainians, incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. And if you missed my conversation with uh, Congresswoman uh, Victoria Sparks, I'll, I'll share it with you coming up in, in, in a little bit. I am still opposed to the no-fly zone. Absolutely, positively opposed to the no-fly zone. And I'm also opposed, uh, as, as I've been discussing these people who say that we're not allowed to engage a conversation, we can't ask, well, what should we be doing in Ukraine? Now, I argue that elected officials should be thinking about this uh, every, every moment of every day, and they're not because too many of our elected officials uh, don't have a mind for it. When you elect activists and not people of intellect, not people who are really pursuing uh, a bit of knowledge, understanding the history of where they come from, you, you don't get good results. You get trash. But I got asked this question. I was on last night on, on News Nation, and I got asked this question by, uh, as a follow-up, uh, as I was a part of a panel, uh, by Leland Vittert. Hi, Tony Katz. Is there any reason to believe Vladimir Putin isn't holding these pr- uh, peace talks and letting the world think they're going very well so he can just keep slaughtering people in breadlines? There's no reason ever to believe Vladimir Putin, just like there's no reason to believe when his news agency says, hey, Tucker, we have something in common, as if somehow that matters at all. All warfare is deception. That's Sun Tzu. And you're talking about a guy in Vladimir Putin who spent 15 years as a KGB agent, trained in East Germany. He was built to lie. His entire life is about lying to get what he wants. No, I don't trust the peace talks. I only hope uh, that they work. And clearly, Ukraine is figuring out they're going to have to give up, unfortunately, possibly many things in order to stop uh, the shelling from happening. But our issue is not who's on cable news. Our issue is who is in the White House. And the fundamental problem that you are actually describing, I think, is that there is no leadership because there is no moral code. There is no place from which we discuss American strength and security because, and this is truly political, the political left doesn't believe in the strength and security of the United States. They talk down the United States every chance they get. It's a racist, bigoted, awful, horrible country. How could that party lead to some kind of moral strength that is seen around the globe? The Republicans have their own issues, but we have to Right, the Republican in office, and there's and these, these are the facts. Did I say something that was not clear? I'm not saying that Leland Vitter over there at News Nation, who I'm friends with, he's always been very, very good to me, even when we disagree with each other. I'm not saying he gave me a hard time at all. I'm just saying it. Did did I miss something in the conversation? Being able to discuss what's going on in Ukraine seems pretty rational to me. But it, the, the question got posed that here's something that Tucker Carlson is saying, and oh, look, here's a, a Russian news outlet agreeing with him. It's Russia. Who cares what they say? They're all liars. There's no part of their media apparatus that can be trusted at all, which is why when we talk about our media, like we talked about the Hunter Biden story, it's so despicable because CNN is playing the same games as the Russians. And so is MSNBC, because they've decided not to cover certain stories, not to engage certain conversations. The story of Hunter Biden's emails from 20 months ago, 18 months ago, was absolutely real. The New York Post was absolutely right. And you have CNN, MSNBC, and the so-called intellectual set, the experts, 
all lie and say it's just Russian disinformation. You garbage merchant bastards. It wasn't Russian misinformation, but you probably knew that from the beginning. But you were so focused on your ideology and not focused on the American people, nor being honest brokers, that you figured screw the people. Again, it's about hate. When the mayor of, of San Francisco says, oh, people talking about rising crime, it's just right-wing noise, that's hate. When Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg says, rising gas prices, take a bus, that's hate. It's hate. They hate you, they dismiss you, they don't care about you. You take a bus. You think London Breed, the mayor of San Francisco, or Secretary Buttigieg are taking a bus? Ask yourself that. You take the bus. They have themselves a driver. You take the stairs. They have a private elevator. You live in the communal housing. They have a private gate. They hate you. I don't want them to hate you. I would rather they didn't hate you. But they freaking hate you. How many more times are they going to show you before you start saying, hey, honey, uh, I, I, th- I think these people might hate me. Because they do. They hate you. I wish they didn't. I wish they didn't hate me. You want to talk about hate? You want to talk about buying in to nonsense upon nonsense upon nonsense? The National Park Service will not allow South Dakota to celebrate Independence Day at Mount Rushmore. No fireworks celebrations at Mount Rushmore. Why? Well, first, the potential wildfires. Okay, no one's believing you. Here it is. Concern and opposition from the tribal community. Based on the information provided in the application, we have determined that multiple such criteria are present for the requested event, each of which would be independently sufficient to deny the request for a permit. And the Park Service wrote, and I'm quoting here, fireworks are viewed by multiple tribes as an adverse effect to the traditional cultural landscape. Um, That's... I would tell the tribes, uh, the United States of America is going to celebrate, and that's all there is to it. And I think that we should be far more willing to work uh, to make sure uh, that uh, promises made to tribes are kept. We should. I I believe that's extremely important. And we should make sure uh, that they see themselves as Americans, because if you're seeing yourself as not Americans, that's just weird. But oh, by the way, we're the United States of America, and the United States of America built Mount Rushmore, and we're going to shoot fireworks right off George Washington's nose. Stop us. Stop buying into the crazy and the crazy people. Note I didn't say just ignore them. There are real legitimate concerns regarding Native Americans that have not been addressed, and they were lied to. I don't like lying to people. Let's solve some things. And then shoot off the fireworks. Everybody gets their own sparkler, just not too close to a tree line. I'm Tony Katz.
We call on industry to boost production and stop hoarding profits. Uh, oil prices are down. Um, Oil prices are down, but the price of when the oil the price of oil goes up, the price of gasoline goes up. When the price of oil goes down, the price of gasoline does not necessarily go down. This is not right. It's not fair. Does anybody have any faith in her at all? She can no longer engage in communication, and now it's it's the it's the evil, horrible uh, gas companies. Is is that what we're doing? They're the problem. It's, they never stop. They never, ever, ever stop. Oh, Speaker Pelosi is just. Then again, she also wants to let you know that Biden has done a masterful job in managing the situation in Ukraine. So there's that. <laughs> Don't forget, uh, you can get Let's Go Bourbon, my uh, bourbon book. It's fun. You should buy it right now. Amazon.com. Let's go bourbon. It's a perfect gift. Mother's Day means let's go bourbon. I don't know. Sounds good to me. Easter too. At Amazon.com. Let's go bourbon. Check it out. I'm Tony Katz. Yeah, but what, what promo am I?